Have you ever wore the wrong thing to somewhere? Have you ever been in your brother's boots before? Have you ever worn the wrong thing? No? Have you ever showed up to something that you're like, everybody else is really dressed up and you're not? Yeah. My whole family, I don't know what it is about us, but we love to dress down. Like, what is the least appropriate thing that we can wear to this? So can I wear jeans? I mean, this is literally what I ask Amy all the time. No, you got to wear slacks or something. You know, like, we just love to dress down. My dad is notorious. All of my friends know my dad as the guy that wears polo shirts and basketball shorts. So, like, everybody knows this is what you do in the McReynolds family. And so, actually, the other week, uh, a couple, couple years ago, I was going out on a date with Amy, and I realized when I looked down at my entire, and I was wearing a polo shirt and basketball shorts. And I was thinking I was looking pretty good until I realized, oh, my gosh, I am my dad. This is a horrible, horrible thing to wear to go out on a date with your wife, guys. When we first got married, uh, her cousin Heather got, was, was getting married like right after us, and I showed up to this beautiful wedding. Everybody's dressed really nicely. I showed up in jorts and flip-flops. And so the entire night, everybody's dressed really nice, and I'm in my flip-flops. And you know, you just feel out of place. Have you ever realized that? Uh, one thing that we did as a church is on our website, I think the very first thing that it says is, what do I wear? And so like we specifically say, you got to wear clothes to church because I think a lot of people are like, oh man, I don't want to dress wrong because we've all been there, haven't we? Where we maybe didn't get dressed right for the occasion. And so spiritually speaking, that happens too. As we talked last week about being children of the light and how God has created us to be children of the light, that the light of God is actually inside of us. And that this old way of living, the dark way of living, we don't have to live that way anymore. Paul actually says we get to be in the light. We are the light of the world. Like this is what Paul says. And so as a child of the light, I want to talk today about what do you wear? You know, what's an appropriate setting? What, what's an appropriate thing to wear as being a child of the light? And I'm going to talk about spiritually speaking. What do we wear? What do we put on? And Paul says, put on the full armor of God. Because you're a child of God, and what you wear is you wear armor. You know why? Because you're in a battle. You're in a battle. Life is a battle. It's a It's a fight. And we have a true enemy that is against us. And so we're going to look at Ephesians 6.10. And Paul gives this beautiful explanation of what the armor of God is. And then we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and read through the entire passage. And what I'd love to do is when I read through this, I'd love for you to just close your eyes and just envision each one of these pieces coming on, of, on you as you get ready. And then we're going to break down the entire passage. Ephesians 6.10. So if you wouldn't mind, if you want to try this, it's always fun. Uh, just kind of listening to God's word this morning and taking it to heart. Just close your eyes. Let's just prepare the way for, for God to speak to our hearts. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take a stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers 
against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to take your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth. Buckle it around your waist. And put on the breastplate of righteousness. And then feet, fit your feet ready with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which can, which can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And then take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. God, would you just speak directly to our hearts this morning? As we close up this uh, series of being spiritually healthy that we started the year off with, Lord, I just pray that um, each one of us would just leave with insight of, of what you've been doing in our lives and how you've brought us to this place to just equip us to be children of the light, to be your children, God. Lord, I just choose to get out of your way. Have your way, Lord. Would you speak directly to each person's heart? Would you use the words that come out of my mouth for your glory, Jesus? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I like it. Yeah, amen. Okay, we're going to look at uh, verse 10 through 12. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power and put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. Hmm. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Can you say, my struggle is not people? <laughs> my struggle is not people. Even when you receive that text, even when you get hit on Facebook Messenger, Remember, your struggle is not the person. Even that coworker at work seems like they're your struggle. They're not. <laughs> then truth comes out, huh? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Instead, we have an enemy. His name is Satan, and he tries to deceive his people. He tries to distort things. He will take words and twist them. He will try to offend you with people's words that he's twisted and run them through your head. The, the struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the enemy. His name's Satan. And we are truly in a battle. If you didn't know that you're in a battle, if you didn't know that there's spiritual warfare, I'm here to tell you the Bible talks about spiritual warfare all the time. The truth of the Bible is, is that this is a battle. There is spiritual warfare happening against us, especially, especially when you are moving forward towards Christ, um, especially after you get baptized. Jesus went through 40 days and 40 nights of just being attacked and attacked and attacked. And so what that means is that as soon as you start moving towards Christ, there's going to be a spiritual forces that are against you. And if you're not awakened to that, if you're not 
aware of that, then what happens is you just get beat up and beat up and beat up till you give up. So Paul says the f- battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against spiritual forces of darkness that are against you. In fifth grade, um, I used to run my mouth all the time. I still do. Some of you know that. But I used to run my mouth a lot, a lot. Because I was the same height in fifth grade that I am today. So I was really big. I had dreams of the NBA. What's next? And then got ninth grade, and I'm still 6'2". Wait a second. Nothing changed. Anyways, I would run my mouth because I was the tall guy. And then there's this new kid that came to our school, Noah. Noah came to school, and I ran my mouth to him. And then one day, we were out on the recess. We were playing football. And I, I, you know, two-hand touched this kid slash pushed him. And then <laughs> he fell down, and the kid got up and was like, hey, this isn't tackle. And then as I'm talking to this kid, Noah jumps on my back and puts me in the headlock and just starts putting a whooping on my head. And he goes, that's not how you tackle. This is how you tackle. And he just starts beating me up. Because I've been running my mouth to Noah for a while. It was in that moment that I realized this is a fight. (laughs) This is a battle. I didn't know I was at war. I just thought I'd run my mouth and like he just takes it. Nothing happens. But I realized you can get really beat up. And so I'm walking around at recess on the blacktop just. (laughs) And my friend David Blaylock came alongside me and goes, Neil, Neil, hey man, don't cry. I'm not going to. I was trying to hold it together. I'm not going to cry. And I ended up crying. I'm glad I can confess that to you today. Yeah. I didn't know I was in a fight. I didn't know I was at war. I just thought, like, I'm just going to run my mouth and Noah's just going to take it. Noah's a big dude. And he, like, he punched me hard. And this is Paul saying, like, if you don't know this, you're, you're at war. You're at war. You're going to get beat up. The, the enemy is going to come and attack your mind. Start there, right? It's always happening. Always going to attack your mind. Put thoughts in there. My dad has this really great saying is this, is like the enemy's, the enemy's thoughts and the things that he wants to speak over your life are like birds flying through a field. It's up to you to let them make a nest. And so, like, it's a war. It's a constant battle. You're waking up in the morning thinking about things that you should have done different in life or regrets of the things that you did in the past or last night. It's a war. And so Paul starts off with, you're at war, you're a child of God, and here's what you need to do to prepare yourself. If you're at war, God's not going to send you out onto the battlefield without any armor. He's going to equip you. He's going he's to supply you with the right stuff. And here's the right stuff. He says this in verse 14, it says, or 13, it says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to take a and stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Put truth around your waist. What is true today? What's true? 
where do we find truth? It's so hard to come by today. There's a lot of truths out there. Do we take like what feels good? Is that a truth? Because I really feel good in this and this makes me happy. Therefore, it's true. What else is true? What else do we do? We take what the culture says and say, oh, this is obviously true because everyone else is doing it. Or is our, is our truth based on this book? Okay, so this is the decision that we have to make. This is the, this is the life choice that we're moving into. These are, these are the ways that I'm moving forward. And God, does it say it in God's word? Is this true anymore in our life? And I don't mean like we've heard from somebody else, but I mean like we know the word of God that we stand firm on it and it's truth in our life. This is true. And everything else is trying to balance itself to this truth. And so when we make decisions in life, when we're, when we're doing things throughout life and, and we're walking out uh, the, the Christian life, do we base it on this book or are we basing it on something that's kind of far-fetched and we're, you know, kind of dreaming about and it really makes us happy? So Paul says, take the truth, the word of God, and wrap it around your waist as a belt. As a belt. It's the truth. And then he says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. I love that, that it's a breastplate of righteousness. The reason is, is because our heart is covered with the breastplate. And so we, our heart is the thing that is constantly attacked with, like you're not made right with God. There's things that you've maybe done in the past, like sins overtaken your life, and, and there's a lot of things that you've just done very wrong. And so what happens is our heart becomes really calloused. It becomes hurt. But Paul says, put on the breastplate of righteousness, meaning you are made right with the Lord. Therefore, your heart is covered in Jesus Christ's name. What Jesus Christ did for us on the cross was enough to cover our hearts that we are all made right no matter what our past was. Man, that's a good feeling. Stand firm with the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. And then fit your feet ready with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. I love that when we get dressed as children of the light, it's not about us looking at each other's armor. Wow, that's a really cool belt you got. Man, you're really awesome at that. You got a really great breastplate. It's a weird scenario. But <laughs> instead, fit our feet with the readiness that comes from the gospel, meaning we're not dressed up with nowhere to go, we're dressed up to bring the gospel to the loss. Amen. We're not getting dressed up to just like armor ourselves up and sit around and look at each other and yeah, we're doing really good. Like we're, we're doing great stuff, but we're ready to go wherever Jesus has us go. We say yes to bring the gospel to the dark places and we're prepared to do it because we have the truth of God and our hearts are covered and we want everyone else to experience that. So this is Paul's word. Fit your feet, like put on the Jordans of the gospel, ready to go wherever God would lead you. 
Think of the best running shoes that you can buy. This is what Paul's inviting us to put on so that we can bring the gospel. Therefore, put on the full armor of God with the feet of readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. The shield of faith. You guys know who Captain America is? Okay, Captain America has that round shield, right? So he can like whip it, right? It's pretty cool. Paul's not talking about that kind of shield. What he's talking about is one of those shields that's like this tall that you can actually like get behind and, and, and guard yourself. So you can hide behind it. And it's called the shield of faith. Meaning that when things are attacking us, we can actually hide behind the power of God that he's going to protect us. And the other part is this, is what's really cool is you got to have faith that that shield's going to hold up, don't you? If somebody's shooting something at you, you got to trust in your shield. And so you got to trust in what God has and that he's going to protect you. And so he says, get behind the shield of faith. Take that shield of faith. And what's another beautiful part is Paul is always talking about the body of Christ. And so I can imagine not just like one person behind a shield, but you with other people surrounding you, the enemy can't attack you from the left and the right because you have others. You're part of a community. You're part of the body of Christ with other people that have shields. And so we're all taking the faith, the shield of faith, and we can protect ourselves. And the beautiful part is, is God has our back. We don't have to be looking like, is anything going to happen? No, God has your back. He's actually equipped you to be able to defend yourself with the shield of faith. It says, take the shield of faith and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation you have been saved in Jesus Christ's name. You are saved. Your mind is covered in the blood of Jesus. Salvation. I think one thing that a lot of people are looking for today is peace of mind. We're just scattered all over the place in every direction in life. The helmet of salvation actually gives us a sound mind. How many of you like a sound mind today? Where our mind's covered, it's protected. We're not getting beat up in our heads all the time. A sound mind. And then he says, take out the sword of the spirit. So our entire body is covered in defense, right? The sword of the spirit is our one offensive weapon. Notice how everything else was defensive. God's got you. He's going to protect you. And here is your weapon. And your weapon is this. is your tongue. It's the sword of the spirit. Sharper than a two-edged sword. Sword of the spirit. So as you learn the word of God, as you learn about your identity in Christ, as you learn about like what this passage means and how can I apply it to my life, as you start to discover and study God's word, all of a sudden this thing becomes a gigantic sword. And so when the enemy comes to attack you, you pull out the sword of the spirit and say, get behind me in Jesus' name. 
sword of the Spirit. When Jesus died on the cross and, and was raised from the, from the grave, he gave us the power and authority in his name to defend ourselves and to come against anything that would want to attack us. So in Jesus Christ's name, as we speak out things that are coming against us, we can actually say, in Jesus' name, get away from me. When you're getting bombarded with negative, negative thoughts, you can say, in Jesus' name, get out of my head. Satan, get away from me. In Jesus' name. Unsheath the sword. <laughs> get it out of its holster today. You know, when we're getting bombarded with a bunch of things going on at work, when we're bombarded with a bunch of things from our family, and it's, it's just like the enemy is attacking us, attacking us, attacking us. We have the power and the authority in Jesus Christ's name to come against that. We don't have to sit there and just take it all. <laughs> we can actually come against it in Jesus' name and tell the enemy to flee. And guess what? The most amazing part is, is when you say that, he has to go. The grave is empty. We just celebrated that, right? If Jesus defeated death, that means that he has power and authority over everything on earth, and it's in your tongue because you are a child of God. And so you can use that. You can use that. Use the sword of the Spirit today. I just want to end with, with uh, something, the very first passage. Can you put it up there? Paul starts all this off and says this, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. It doesn't say in our mighty power. Don't pull yourself up by your bootstraps and be good enough. Finally achieve this thing. But in Jesus Christ's name, in his mighty power, you will be strong in the Lord. And so it's not about us like working and achieving and finally, you know, getting to a point where we can fight these battles because we are not alone. Like God gave us the, the, uh, the power and the authority and he gave us the sword of the spirit and he gave us all this armor, but it's in his mighty power that you will be able to move forward, that you'll be able to take light into dark places and you won't be beat up so much. It's in his mighty power. And I know like we're talking about the armor of God. So like if you've been around church for a while, you may have heard this multiple times. And especially as a kid, because I remember my mom making like little paper shields and stuff like that. And like we thought we were so cool fighting with our swords in the back um, in, in kids church. I grew up in, in church and stuff. And so like when I first started following Jesus and gave my life back to him and when I was 22 years old, I used to read this passage every single morning for three years straight. And the reason was is because my mind would get bombarded with so many guilt and condemnation, but I kind of shelved it after that, after a little while. Well, I want to encourage you, church, that you're in a battle and it's good to go ahead and just read this passage every single morning. Just do it. It's, this, this applies. The armor fits every single age. No matter how long you've been following Jesus, your very first day of following Jesus, or you've been following Jesus for 50 years, the armor still fits. It's still something that you can put on. It's suitable for all ages. So today what I would love for us to do is I'd love to just put the armor on. 
And I just want to bless it in your life. So if there's anything specifically that stuck out, well, man, I need a sound mind this morning. I just got a lot of thoughts going on in my head. Put on the helmet of salvation. Be blessed with the helmet of salvation. If you've been getting beat up, maybe you walked in the door and you're like, man, this entire week, I had just been bombarded. Grab that shield this morning. Grab the shield. He wants to protect you. The other part is get around other people that have shields. You know, be encouraged by that. So would you just stand up if you can? I'd love to just bless us with this armor that Paul invites us to put on. Just really felt like that this is a, this is something that's been handed down generation after generation. You know, it's something that um, has been taught so many times. And so, um, you know, Paul was teaching it to the church of Ephesus. Hey guys, you're in a battle. You're gonna need his armor. You're not out there alone. You're not out there fighting by yourself. And here we are today saying, wow, we're in a battle. We're, we're going to need his armor. And so, Lord, I just bless every single person here with the helmet of salvation. Would you guard our minds, Lord? Would you give us sound minds, clear vision for what's next, clear thoughts, um, I just pray against any thoughts that have been attacking people's identity. In Jesus' name, you got to go. Trying to speak lies into our life and, and just attacking our minds with negative thoughts. You need to leave right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we just put on that helmet of salvation. And Lord, we just, we just take the breastplate of righteousness. Would you guard our hearts, every single one of us in this room, would you guard our hearts from the things that want to attack it? Wow, I even see the Lord just doing some, uh, some house cleaning of our hearts. There might be some callous wounds that have just been sitting there. And so um, it's his uh, righteousness. You are made right with God, meaning your heart is right. And so uh, the Lord just wants to just make your heart right this morning. So Lord, make our hearts right. Anything that we've been holding against you, anything we've been holding against others, Lord, would we be just be right with you today, Jesus? And Lord, we just take the, be uh, the, the belt of truth and we just wrap it around our waist, Lord. Would we stand firm on the word of God even when it's countercultural, even, even when we don't like what it says? Will we stand firm on what you've invited us into to be children of the light, to be your children, Lord, in the direction and in the instructions that you've given us, Lord? Would we, would we read those and take them as truth? And Lord, would you just give us feet that are ready to go into every situation with your gospel? 
Give us a heart for the lost, Lord, for people that don't know you, Jesus. Would you break our hearts for the things that break yours? Would our feet be ready to go? God, this is where you're leading. Oh, man, this is the relationship that you've been building. I see it. I'm going I'm to be bold and just bring the gospel into that. Share the good news. And Lord, we just stand firm behind the, the shield of faith that when we've ran in the past, when we've turned our back and we've run away from, from things because we were afraid, Lord, we just turn back to you today and we just trust in your shield, Lord, that, that we have faith that it will protect us. It'll protect us from whatever wants to come against us. And lastly, Lord, we just take out the sword of the Spirit this morning. Lord, would you anoint our lips with words that are edifying, which are encouraging, which would see the best in people. Lord, would we, would we be mouthpieces of the true identity of others around us? Lord, would we take out the sword of the Spirit? Lord, would you, would you just guard our mouths from saying negative and we lean into positive? And Lord, would we just call out the enemy when he needs called out and when he's trying to attack us, our family members, our city, whatever it may be, our nation, our world, would we use what you've given us, Lord, in power and authority in Jesus' name from this moment on? I just really feel like the Lord's just going to put a, a new spirit of his word in your mouth and in your heart that when you open your mouth, you will speak things that you didn't know you even knew or you didn't even have faith to speak, that you'll start speaking out things that are full of faith and you didn't even have faith to even say them, that God's going to actually use us as his mouthpieces. He's going to give us the sword and actually just... um be able to speak his power and his truth into every one of life's situations. How many of you want that? A couple of us. How many of you want that? Go ahead and raise your hand. Yeah, just anoint these people right now in Jesus' name, all of us. Lord, give us the right things to say in situations we don't know what to say. Give us the right things, not only from our mouths, but with our fingertips as we type, as we, as we text. Lord, would you give us insight to what it is that you want us to say? You let us use the sword of the Spirit, which is your word, in all of life's situations. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.